Hello, and welcome to the Enchanted Podcast, the show bringing you all the latest Disney news. I'm your host, Lauren Arnold. And I'm your co-host, Hallie Garrett. And today we are joined by our friend, Reagan Strader. Welcome. Thank you for joining us. (laughs) And today we're going to conclude our topic on the lands. So we're going to finish up by talking about Main Street USA, the classic, classic land that brings back all the nostalgia, all the memories. But before we dive into that, there are two things I want to talk about that are some news to Disney that's related. Um, We know we've been talking about Disney reopening and there's a new rule in the parks that pertains to masks um, because I guess a lot of people were walking and eating at the same time and they would just keep their masks off. So if you are planning your next Disney vacation during this pandemic, we just want you to be informed. So the new rule from Disney states that you can only eat while you are sitting down so that you can take off your mask. They don't want you walking and eating around in the parks because a lot of people just tend to use their mask as chin guards and ear hanging things and not what you're supposed to do. So that is the first thing I wanted to mention. And second from yesterday, Disney announced that Mulan and Avatar are being pushed back indefinitely. So we don't know when those movies will be released. I know we've really been waiting for Avatar this whole time. Um, I've been waiting for Mulan. I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) (laughs) Mulan, please. (laughs) Yeah, I I really want to see Mulan, but I think the... I, I knew Mulan was going to be delayed a while ago. That was just always the conversation that's been happening. Um, but Avatar, kind of weird because they're almost done with filming. And I mean, there's a whole timeline and people have been waiting. And it's like a whole, I feel like almost a decade that yeah. people have been waiting for this movie and it's still not happening. Yeah, I too am surprised that they are announcing that it's going to be, like, put off indefinitely, especially because, like, I expect that from Mulan. They had a trailer. They already had, like, a red carpet event for it. I understand them pushing it back, but we haven't even received a trailer for Avatar, and we've seen maybe, like, one or two behind-the-scene photos, but other than that, it's completely quiet. Yeah. Well, let's get into our topic for today um, on more happy news (laughs) of things that we can think back to that we love in the parks, and that is Main Street USA. Um, I wanted to ask Reagan that when you think about Main Street USA, what comes into your mind first? Is it a sense of nostalgia that you feel when you hear Main Street USA? It's interesting because when I first think about Disney World, Main Street USA is not the first thing to come to my mind. It always feels like when I was younger, I was always rushing past it to get to Epcot or Magic Kingdom. But my favorite memory from when I would go through that area would be when the gates would open at the very beginning and all the cast members would come out. I feel like that opened up my Disney experience, but also closed it in a really special way. And all of my first pictures from my vacations would always be at the front gate. 
So that's what I think of when I think of Main Street. And what about you, Hallie? When I think of Main Street, I tend to think of the train station. I really love the trains. That was something my family would always do. And I love the classic steam engines. They're really beautiful. And it's such like a relaxing ride altogether. But like the train station is very nostalgic. Nostalgic, very like old timey feeling. So I miss that because they haven't been running for a while due to the construction from Tron, but one of my favorites. <laughs> yeah, I think for me, it's a lot of nostalgia because that's always, I mean, that's where you enter the park. So usually your picture is taken there. That's the first moment when you see Cinderella's castle. And that used to be an area I remember hanging out a lot in when I was younger, um, mm -hmm. mostly because of the bakery and the candy store and the emporium. I love gift shops. That's like anyone who knows me knows I always have to go into a gift shop. So those I think are the top things that I think about when I think about Main Street. And actually the first, I think the first memory of Main Street that I had was watching the Disneyland sing-along songs video back when it was on VCR and we had VCRs. <laughs> um, that is, I think, the first moment of Main Street USA for me. So, um, also, I want to talk about the atmosphere of the land because there's something very specific to this land I, that I think makes you remember it more than any other land. And that is the smell sizers. Yeah. Allie knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> I don't know if Reagan knows about this or not. I actually, I had a conversation with my friend about this this morning. I actually have no sense of smell. I can't smell things. No sense of smell. So all of these amazing Disney experiences of the Pirates of the Caribbean water or the popcorn. I've never smelled it before, but I asked my friend <laughs> to fill me in with what I'm missing. And she told me that um, whenever she walks by, I think it's the hot dog restaurant. What is it called that's in Main Street? Casey Corner. She says that it smells so intensely of ketchup that she always has to like <laughs> avoid that area and that the popcorn always smells better than it tastes. <laughs> so she was, she was my smelling experience. I've never, yeah, smelled wow. anything. That's, so interesting. <laughs> That's an obscure thing for this podcast. So I can't say much about it. <laughs> um, but yeah, I know there's a lot of places in the parks that use these smell appetizers for different reasons. One of the most interesting ones I think we talked about before was in Mission Space, um, where they pump out a peppermint smell because it helps with nausea for people on the ride. Um, but it, as talking in Main Street USA, when you're walking past the bakery and the little shops that are on the side, there's always a smell, some kind of smell of ice cream, cookies, waffles, and that's all pumped out through these smellitizers that come through these little vents at the bottom of the window. And it makes you really want ice cream. So it's obviously going to draw you into the ice cream shop and just all the little sweet treats. And I think that's what Main Street USA is for a lot of people is just that smell. 
Um, I think yeah. uh, similar to what Reagan was saying, like I think the smell tizzards are smart because a lot of times you rush past Main Street to get to the attractions, where to see your favorite characters, watch a show. But usually the smell is something you'll remember. You come back when you're exiting the park, you might want to grab a snack. <laughs> so let's get into some attractions. Not your typical attractions in Main Street USA, but there is one that I think is kind of like a hidden gem that a lot of people don't know about because it's not really advertised. Like there's not really like a sign for it. Mm -hmm. um, and that is Sorcerers of the Magic Kingdom. Yeah. And that allows guests to cast Merlin's spells around the Magic Kingdom to defeat the villains. So this is really interesting. Um, it's a very interactive and fun experience for the whole family. I actually started to do it um, during the Halloween party. Mm -hmm. And it was one of those things that I think you have to devote like a whole day to. You do, yeah. <laughs> it's like, a, like, I know Epcot does those little scavenger hunts around Easter time, and they used to do the Kim Possible one. But this is like, it covers the whole park, but a lot of it does take place on Main Street USA. And you can actually go sign up for this by going right near the fire station in there. And there's a cast member there that will give you a map and they'll give you these cards. And then there's certain window displays I know on Main Street that if you hold up the card to the window, it actually projects a whole moving image, which is really, really cool. Um, do you have any more knowledge on this, Hallie? I myself personally haven't done it. I would really like to. I think it's something, again, you said you have to dedicate a lot of time to, but it's really interesting to see around the park uh, because even though I haven't played it, I'll be walking through and I've seen it in Frontierland and uh, Liberty Square a lot, funny enough. I always see it in that area and people look like they're having like the most fun. It's something I think kids would especially like too because it's very interactive, very immersive and you get to play throughout the whole park. Yeah, and I it, it's kind of interesting because the cards that they give you it kind of looks like Pokemon cards, but also like trading cards, and you're going around, and from what I remember, I think I still have the map, too. Um, it was a little confusing. Like, you really have to take your time to look for this stuff. It's not going to be out in plain sight. Yeah. Um, there are some areas, I know, on Main Street where you have to go into little spaces that a lot of people don't know about, like around near the plaza restaurant there's a window display um and i think over near the bathrooms right at the beginning of main street usa like in the town square area there's another one um you really really have to look like you have to be like hawk eyes and look <laughs> um but it is really fun and i recommend doing it you know whenever you go on your next maybe hopefully when things are back to normal. Um, I don't know if it's currently available now because there's a lot of uh, pieces that 
you have to touch and hold and things. So I don't know how that works. Um, but that is something to look into next time you guys book your next Disney vacation in Magic Kingdom. Yes. What else? Do you have anything else for attractions? Because I was wondering I would, what else we could find. I feel like that's really the only, like, attraction-y thing because it's, like, the most immersive and something that's very fun. Uh, not saying that nothing else on Main Street is fun. I just feel like if you want entertainment, you got to go to Main Street. Like, much of it. And what's nice is that it's like constantly going on. So it's not something you have to plan. You don't have to like be at this place at a certain time. You can just be walking through, having lunch. There's going to be some source of entertainment there for you. Yeah, I it agree. Feels really, it feels really interactive. And when I was going back and watching personal videos from Disney and then also just YouTube videos of Main Street, it feels like very traditional types of entertainment. It keeps kind of its classic energy, like having um, the barbershop performers or people near the trolley or even the way that they're dressed. I think it creates a really interesting connection because it leads into the Magic Kingdom area, which kind of has like a younger vibe. It connects with um, more so like children, but then Main Street could probably connect to adults or people that are kind of older, the elderly crowd, because it feels more familiar to them. It's nice that Disney World keeps some pockets of its, like, original roots in it, and I didn't know this until this morning, but you talked about when people play the sorcerer game, um, and they interact with the shops, there's, like, writing on the walls, and I didn't realize that when Walt Disney was buying up land for Walt Disney World, the names of the shops and uh, Main Street USA are fake businesses that Walt Disney used to buy up the marshland, which I thought was so interesting. And it was really cool that they added that touch into it. So it's kind of like a secret Easter egg, hidden history element to it. Wow, Reagan did her <laughs> homework. I did. <laughs> yeah, I'm but gonna... I thought it was. Okay. Oh no, you. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought that was so interesting, and I really appreciate when theme parks keep that piece of originality because it can feel sometimes when you go into a theme park it can feel very like cookie cutter and just not genuine and authentic and I think having those really classic elements and owed to its history you remember the values that these places originally have no matter how big that they get. Yes I completely agree I think he said it perfectly. <laughs> And I'm glad you mentioned the costumes, because this is something I want to talk about. Um, <laughs> no being way. Being a costume design major, we have to talk about this. <laughs> um, that, I think, is another thing that is just so true to Main Street, because you go to these other lands, and yes, the costumes definitely correspond with the land um, in different ways, but something about Main Street USA makes you feel like you're really there and you're really in that time. And I think the costumes play a huge part in that. And it's not just the costumes of the cast members working in the shops. It's not just cast members who are getting ready to rope off the areas for the parade. It's all of the cast members who are involved in the shows on Main Street, which we'll talk about, and the cast members who actually walk around on Main Street 
um, there is some character interaction that are not just character meet and greets. Um, there's characters that walk around. I don't, I should have looked this up, but I wasn't thinking about it. Um, <laughs> I don't remember their names, but there is a group of cast members that are characters and they walk around and they're, you know, dressed to the nines. <laughs> and it really makes you feel like you're in those classic movies from that time period, like Hello Dolly, Meet Me in St. Louis, which are two of my absolute favorite movies ever. And the theming remains consistent with the costumes. And that's what I love about Main Street because mm-hmm. it kind of like plays off like, I don't know, it kind of reminds me of California Adventure Park um, because when you enter that park over in Disneyland, that has the same kind of vibe. It's meant to be like you're arriving in Hollywood for your next big dream, which is what Walt Disney did, and it's themed around that. But all of the costumes are very similar to Main Street USA. So, you know, it's the big poofy skirts and the big puffy sleeves and the really curly hair and the bangs and the top hats and also the uh, the boater hats and it's just it makes it feel really fun and I think a lot of people sometimes miss out on it because sometimes that stuff happens in the middle of the day when you're in other areas of the park um but the costumes I give a plus 100% Lauren Drayden A plus give it to me yeah I I love the citizens of Main Street and I think it's sometimes isn't there a mayor of Main Street there is there's some sad news about this though oh no what happened (laughs) the mayor of Main Street USA used to open the park in the welcome show which Let's talk about that because he was a huge part of that. Um, they, it, you would get to the park for rope drop very early in the morning. Sometimes it's still pitch black outside. And above the train station, you're watching from the gates when they let you in. And on the train station, um, all of the cast members from the trolley show come out. The mayor comes out and they do this big good morning musical number from Singing in the Rain, and the Disney, the Walt Disney World train goes by and has all of your favorite characters on it, and they welcome you into the park. And it's a really good way to start your day, really. Um, there's even fireworks, guys, at like 6 a.m. <laughs> yes, there's fireworks. <laughs> and the mayor of Main Street, was I have to find his name and he was there for so long and now I think they use somebody else I don't think it's the mayor um I'm I'm checking (laughs) I can't believe I don't remember this but okay so George Weaver was his name, Mayor George Weaver, Um, but he did pass away. He was 84. So sad. 
I know. Um, when did he pass away? Oh, I'm looking. It was not that long ago. Um, I believe he used to appoint, because uh, he would walk around and, of course, like character interaction is a huge thing on Main Street. Pretty sure he would honor, he, he would appoint an honorary mayor, usually a, a little kid. And no. I thought that was something really adorable and something just for like the kids to always remember. I'm pretty sure you got a certificate or you got to help him with something. But again, like the character interaction on Main Street is like no other. Except I will say the uh, hoedown in Frontierland is also pretty good for character interaction. Yeah. So he passed away December of 2017. Mm -hmm. um, but now there's someone else up there, but not the mayor. Um, I think it's like chairman of Main Street yeah. USA now. Um, I was really sad when I heard it though because I I always went to Magic Kingdom for rope drop like I was always there 6 30 7 a.m to get into the park because the lines are always long mm -hmm. and want to get on rides but I always loved seeing the welcome show and he was always there every single time that I went and I went at least once every year he was there um it doesn't say how long he's been doing this, but I know it's a very, very, very long time. Um, but yeah, uh, so the mayor used to welcome guests to the Magic Kingdom, and he would appoint an honorary mayor, and sometimes he would just walk around on Main Street in the middle of the day just to have fun and talk to people, and it was really like a fun atmosphere and that's I feel like a lot of people miss out on this because you know you're right it's that section of the park that people just walk through they don't think anything of it unless they're there for Starbucks or <laughs> go buy like an autograph book for their kid so it's there's a lot of little things that you don't think about um but when you do enter the park, I know there is some separation between Main Street USA and the opening of the park, and that little area is called Town Square. And that's where a lot of the little shows happen, um, or they begin because they travel all the way down Main Street. Um, let's talk about the Dapper Dams. <laughs> I love the Dapper Dams. <laughs> they're so sweet. And their show is not like, it. it is like your classic barbershop quartet, but with a Disney twist and they perform all your favorite Disney classics and they make it really interactive sometimes. Sometimes they'll bring up guests with them and dance with them and it makes it really fun and also just like I think the Dapper Dans will make you forget about all of your worries <laughs> if you're if you're ever stressed out with your kid at the park or something and you just want to sit and like listen to music 
the Dapper Dans. Just go and listen. They're amazing. It's something you never have to wait in line for. You just see them, you stop, you listen. It's a good time. No stress. I, I love those little moments around the park. It's kind of the same idea of like running through Main Street for me. I feel like whenever me and my family would stop to eat like lunch or dinner we'd always find like a weird little like park bench to kind of squirrel away at and sit down and I was uh, I was always really thankful for those moments where like some random like musical group or like a little show would start because it felt like you were really in a world like it felt like New York City or all these big cities where you have street acts and it kind of adds to that like immersive feel of even living here in Charleston, like walking down and seeing street performers or musicians, mm -hmm. it kind of adds to that element of immersion. <laughs> I'll let Hallie pick the next thing on the list. All right, um, let's see, what do we have? I think like the two biggest things you can do on Main Street, which is also kind of more like the hub area, but the biggest sources of entertainment is the parade that you see and you will, when it's like two, three o'clock, everyone will line up on Main Street for the Festival of Fantasy Parade. You can see this pretty much all throughout the park, but I feel like Main Street is like where you wanna be. You have the castle in the background. And then also you can watch Happily Ever After from Main Street as well. But we've talked about Happily Ever After. <laughs> It intensely and I love it. Yeah. <laughs> um, one of another thing closer to that hub area that you might see is the main or yeah the Main Street Philharmonic and that is technically I just call it the Disneyland band because that, that's what it is in California and I'm used to seeing them um, but it's the Main Street Philharmonic and they usually travel up Main Street and they circle around the hub area around the partner statue. And that's another fun thing to see in the middle of the day that sometimes you don't even realize is happening. Mm -hmm. And right in the corner near that hub area, we were talking about Casey's Corner and there is a jolly old fellow over there that plays the piano over at Casey's Corner and another great show. Now this is a thing that kind of goes a little differently in Disneyland. So there is also someone there playing the piano in Disneyland near Casey's Corner but over there sometimes some characters get involved and you might see Alice and the Mad Hatter play musical chairs. That's sometimes something that they do um, and sometimes the Dapper Dance stop by and sing a song over at Casey's Corner. So you never really know what's going to happen mm -hmm. on Main Street USA. Um, that is one of the things that makes it very magical. And, is there... oh. oh, sorry. <laughs> I, was, I was curious, you said that Disneyland characters come and interact with the piano playing. Is that because Disneyland is smaller? and they have more time to do that, more so than Disney World is this really big expansive place and maybe Alice can't dash over and <laughs> play musical chairs. Yeah, I definitely think that's the case because when you're looking at the middle of the park in that hub area, as we call it now, um, for you to get from 
Tomorrowland or Fantasyland area to Casey's Corner. It's a, it's a trip. very short <laughs> walk over. But in Walt Disney World, you gotta walk a little bit farther. And that's why, and I always hear it, Disneyland has some of the best character interaction because you're almost always bumping into the characters. It's not hard for them to travel up around the park. Whereas in Disney World, like you get left of that character interaction. But as we said, you will get you will get plenty of it on Main Street. Yeah. And the next show that I love. I will rave about this show forever. And we just <laughs> talked about the costumes and this is one that I love for that. I think that I know is the trolley show. Yeah. <laughs> I said before, I love Hello Dolly. I love Meet Me in St. Louis. And this show brings all of that music together along with the classic walking right down the middle of Main Street USA. And another nice surprise that you might find in late morning, early afternoon. Um, lots of singing and dancing and the trolley car rides right down the middle of Main Street. And it's a nice little street show. Um, not something people line up for, um, but you definitely hear it coming. And when the show is riding down Main Street, guests start to gather around and watch. And it's a nice little five minute show. And I think another hidden gem because I don't think a lot of people know about it. Mm -hmm. I will say like, I love the trolley show, but I also love pretty much everything that comes out of like the little stable area that's right next to the barber shop. There's so many fun things to do and things like you're not going to expect and things that you can do that like you wouldn't be able to do at any of the other parks. You can ride on the trolley, not not the one with the show because that's their trolley. Uh, they have on the cars, they have horse-drawn carriages, uh, they have a jitney, they have a fire engine, they just plenty of like old timey cars that really bring in that nostalgia. I will say if you get on these, 20 to 30 minutes because uh, they go pretty slow. <laughs> yeah, you definitely got to have the time on Main Street USA. That is a consistent thing is time. <laughs> mm -hmm. Plan accordingly. Um, and there are two meet and greets that are there all the time. There are some meet and greets that happen around the flag in Town Square. Um, so sometimes Pluto comes out and Marie comes out, um, Chip and Dale sometimes, Mickey and Minnie, you never really know who's gonna be there. Um, but if you look right across the street in Town Square to the left, of, actually no, to the right of the railroad is the um, Meet Mickey and Meet Tinkerbell in Town Square, in the Town Square Theater. Um, unique experience to meet Mickey. He talks. He does talk. Um, he will reply to whatever you ask him. So that's really fun. Uh, and he's Mickey the magician over there. So <laughs> he's got some tricks up his sleeve, folks. <laughs> and another great experience is meeting Tinkerbell because you get to go into Pixie Hollow and Sometimes it's not just Tinkerbell. Sometimes she's got a friend with her. So 
you never really know what's going to happen. Um, that's why Main Street USA is the place to make memories. And that is most of the meet and greets. Sometimes to the left of the train station, there is a little garden area and sometimes Snow White might come out, Princess Aurora, Ariel, another random meet and greet that is kind of thrown in there throughout the day. You never really know who you're gonna see. So it's just a, overall a great place to hang out and see what you see because you never know. Yeah. Did you have anything else to add, Reagan, to uh, entertainment or just anything in general? I actually remember when I was walking down Main Street that there's the little barber shop there. And because most of the storefronts are fake or kind of covers for um, gift shops, I never thought anything of it. But one of my friend's dads have gotten a haircut there. I didn't know it was actually functional. And you can, there's like little kid hairstyles. I think her brother got a Mickey Mouse and like hair gel on the side of his head. So I just thought that was really interesting that they do fully functional haircuts right when you come into the park if you want to. So that was just kind of interesting. For sure, yeah. I love that. And also <laughs> next to the barbershop, a big thing on Main Street USA, we talked about the window displays, but we didn't go into detail about it. Um, there is a designer for window displays. This is a thing that cast members do. Um, this is a job at Disney and they design all of the window displays. Um, I don't know if anyone has seen the One Day at Disney shorts on Disney Plus, but it goes into a lot of detail on different jobs that cast members have and what they do. And it's a really interesting thing to see. And one of the newest ones was a window display designer. And he goes through and picks all of the little antiques and things that they have in their little archives and he makes a window display he makes a mood board based on the theme of the window oh wait hallie was saying something she cut off i said i want this job <laughs> <laughs> I, it's very aesthetically pleasing um there's three of us artists talking here today so i'm sure it's something we would all love to do one day <laughs> And I feel like there's two different kinds of window displays on Main Street. Um, there's some that are specifically pertaining to the shops. Um, like the barbershop, there's a lot of old photos and um, mirrors and old hairbrushes and uh, antique tablecloths and things that go with the theme of the barbershop but there's also displays that feature moving figures that uh, play out scenes from Frozen, Cinderella, Aladdin, Little Mermaid, you name it, and they get changed out pretty frequently too. Um, and they're stunning. They're not just there to sit there so that people can look at, they actually move, actually play music and it's kind of like a little music box, but bigger. <laughs> it's like a moving diorama. <laughs> yeah, I really love window displays. And although the windows I'm not 
talking about like right now are on Main Street. Uh, the streets of like New York and San Francisco that used to be in Hollywood Studios, those used to be my absolute favorites. I thought they were gorgeous. And I was really thrilled when they like moved all the Muppets and uh, redid most of Hollywood Studios to make way for Galaxy's Edge. I was just so excited that they kept like one block of like the New York street and the window displays there are just gorgeous. Like please take the time, especially because they're, they're a bit larger than the ones on Main Street. So I feel like they're a bit more showy and uh, they're definitely like themed to the classic era. They have a beautiful flower shop display, um, a deli or a sandwich shop, and then a music shop. Those are the ones that I'm like always remembering. And I, I now I need to watch that one day at Disney to see all the window displays. I wanna see <laughs> mood boards for them, how they come up with the ideas because they're just phenomenal. Any thoughts on that, Regan, or should we move on? <laughs> I agree. I want to check this out. I think as an illustration major and a fibers minor, this sounds totally up my alley, especially yeah. kind of conceptually, but also executing it. Um, yeah, I'll have to go back and look at the window displays because I don't really remember them, but I do remember in the New York kind of strip area, loving the props. Mm -hmm. And even the things that weren't interactive to it. I love New York City, wish I could live there all the time. And so it's always nice to kind of walk through that area and just get like a breath of the city before going back into kind of the playful nature of the rest of the park. I agree. Let's dive into dining. Dining? Same, same thought. <laughs> <laughs> this is, I think, more hidden gems in dining because I feel like you don't think of Main Street USA is the, really the place to get food. Um, yeah. It's more of like, I think a lot of people when they visit the parks, they're always on the run. They're trying to make their fast pass. They have dinner reservations for somewhere else. And you don't realize that there's some actually really, really good restaurants on Main Street USA. Um, Do we want to talk? Because I know they're different in Disney World and Disneyland. So do we want to start with one? Um, let's start with Disney World. Um, and some of these do cross over into Disneyland also. Mm -hmm. So that's, Main Street USA is very similar in both parks. There's just little, little differences. So let's talk about Disney World Magic Kingdom first. Um, my favorite is the Plaza. Yeah. That's one of my favorite restaurants. Also a good spot if you're waiting for fireworks at night. That's a good spot. Um, you go ahead. <laughs> it's hard. We're Zooming and it's hard because like I don't know when anyone's going to talk. <laughs> <laughs> I feel that. Um, Casey's Corner is just like a classic. I feel like it's always crowded though. Like if there's one place on Main Street that's going to be crowded, it's Casey's Corner or the Main Street Bakery, which is just a Starbucks now. Um, but I think Casey's Corner, again, it really hits you with that nostalgia. The inside is so beautifully themed. It's a great place if you wanna like sit down, maybe get some AC. They also have outdoor seating and great spot for the fireworks. Would recommend, but you would have to get there like ahead of time because it does get pretty packed right before the fireworks. 
Yeah, I agree. Um, there's one, I don't remember if I ate there or not. Um, <laughs> but that's Tony's Town Square Restaurant, uh, yeah. based off of Lady and the Tramp. And that is a... It's casual dining. Yeah. Um, mixed reviews about this place. Some people love it. Some people can't stand it. So I've never really tried it. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I honestly, I'm going to, I'm going to put down a place to eat, even though it's not like a restaurant is the <laughs> ice cream shop because it is just, I think you have to go there at least once if you haven't been there. Yeah. Um, I am looking at dining at Disneyland. Um, although it's not, <laughs> I want to, I know there's a restaurant that I really liked and I don't remember the name of it. So I'm trying to look it up. Uh, Jolly Holiday. Is it? Um, or Market House. Is it, it is. Oh, Carnation Cafe. Ah. is one that was really good. They have great sandwiches. I believe you can get Mickey waffles there. <laughs> so that's a good one. Um, and over in Disneyland, the ice cream parlor is called the Gibson Girl Ice Cream Parlor uh, to fit even more with the theme of Main Street USA. With And that's actually something you'll find a lot in the window displays is the Gibson Girl because that is the time period that they took all of their inspiration from. And the Gibson girl was a huge popular figure in that time. And that was like the role model for fashion, at least women's fashion. And it was, you know, the hairdo was everything for the Gibson girl. And the way that she dressed was something that everyone followed. And it was kind of like women during that time were looking at how they wanted to be seen and how they wanted to be dressed. So the Gibson girl was a huge role model for that. So they do use the Gibson girl a lot in window displays and names of different uh, shops on Main Street. So that's another thing to look for next time you go to the parks, whether it's Disneyland or Disney World, you'll see some reference to the Gibson girl. Yes. Uh, one other dining place I wanted to mention is kind of the only real sit-down style and character dining, which I think it's probably one of the most popular character dinings in like all of Disney World is the Crystal Palace. It's like right off to the side of Main Street. It's almost hidden. You kind of have to look for it. Uh, but it's very beautiful, uh, kind of buffet style. Nothing like too, too fancy, I think. But you do get a lot of character interaction, a lot of characters from Winnie the Pooh. So it's a big hit with kids. I believe I went there when I was young and really enjoyed it. I was also there when I was young. And it was very similar to... 1900 Park Fair in the Grand Floridian Hotel. Oh, yeah. I didn't stay at, but we went to for breakfast. I mm -hmm. wish, you would have no idea what I would give to stay at the Grand Floridian, mm -hmm. but 
we did eat breakfast there and I remember I think it happened both times I was afraid of Winnie the Pooh for some reason I was like terrified and I think it was because he was so big and I wasn't expecting Winnie the Pooh to be so tall um and I remember that Mary Poppins was also there for breakfast and she had to she was actually like a real life nanny and actually calmed me down and was like it's just Pooh Bear there's nothing to worry about (laughs) he's my friend and then she gave Pooh a hug and tried to like tried her best to show that he wasn't scary and I (laughs) that's so sweet I haven't eaten a lot in the parks before most of the time like I've been to Disney I think two or three times the last time I think was 2015 so it's been a hot minute we've always brought lunches and the only places I think I've eaten have been Gaston's restaurant or around that area and then also an Ariel's grotto area but I think it's hard for people with intolerances because I have a gluten intolerance and I'm also vegetarian. Uh, so that would be my one critique <laughs> for Disney is that I feel like they need to expand for, since they have such a big mass of people that come, it would be nice to see them kind of expand their options. But I think in some of those little um, like hut vendors and areas, they normally have hummus and veggies and kind of like snack options to like take on the go with you and I always like those better than sitting down at a restaurant because when I go to Disney I go to ride the rides (laughs) and sometimes just having those convenient little vendors like when I was younger I'd get that giant ridiculous turkey leg and just kind of walk around until maybe I bumped into like a street show or went to go see my family so I always appreciate those kind of vendors that are also more cost effective than maybe these bigger restaurants as well so it's nice that they kind of appeal to a large variety of people. I agree. I agree. I think Disneyland has definitely like gotten on board with that, especially with the little kiosks. Like there are so many hidden gems and small snacks to buy there now, but I feel like that's something Disney World definitely needs to improve upon. Like it's hard to find good food in the parks because I think they're very scared that everyone coming there just wants something safe. So they usually do American food. And if you want something that's actually good or healthy or a little like expensive, like, yeah, it's going to be at a sit down restaurant. You're going to have to pay an arm and a leg. But um, there are some hidden gems at the kiosks, but they can make it a little easier. I'm sure it's also... Oh, sorry. (laughs) I was just going to say, it's probably a culture difference as well. I've never been to Disneyland. I've only been to Disney World. And Disneyland is obviously located in California. And that has a different way of thinking about food than kind of East Coast, lower coastal area. I mean, we're based out of Florida and South Carolina. And there's just a different way of thinking about food and what people want. So, I mean, the West Coast is kind of more plant-based eating kind of like more lean eating and then southern cooking lower coastal cooking is really about comfort so that also goes with kind of the different environments Disney creates as well I always thought the turkey legs were kind of ridiculous but I always got one because it was just so like warm and comforting and it's such a unique food that you only really get there and it's a very like Disney classic now I wouldn't eat that (laughs) because I'm a hardcore vegetarian but it was nice in those moments 
um, to have that unique food there. But I wish they would expand it a little bit because it's just not for everyone. I think you hit the nail on the head. <laughs> I think because I've seen the food at the other Disney parks like around Asia and it's like phenomenal. It looks amazing. It's something I would definitely really want to try. It's more out there. And of course, as you said, it's all based on like culture. Of course, it's going to be like better there and not so safe. So yeah, I'd love to see them bring that into Disney World. I mean, even Disneyland, which I haven't been to, like I see their food as well. And I'm like, they're doing it. <laughs> I know I was talking to a friend actually about dining because we have totally different diets. And I was explaining my frustration about just not being able to eat. But I'd have to take back my statement about not eating at the parks because I eat all the time when I'm in Epcot. Because there are so many options, just like you said, like you can go. My favorite place was Japan when I was little because it has such a different culture than what we have. I loved going into that kind of little shop area and getting as many Japanese candies as possible. And then walking over to that little pagoda area and getting like a big bowl of noodles and splitting it with my dad. I have like great memories of that little like rocky waterfall area because it was such a great way to introduce especially children to culture in such a quick and fast paced way. I wish they would bring that into the park because there are characters that do have parts of their culture that interact in other parts of the park. It would be my nice if they had like an option um, not to just not keep it in Epcot to expand it to the park. You should have been in our last episode. We were- <laughs> I, know. I know. I'm a total yeah. Epcot girl. I'm yeah. so sad I missed it. I love Epcot. We were rating our uh, like top favorite pavilions from Showcase, and almost like all of our things were based upon the food there. <laughs> yeah. It's really funny because I actually met a family um, when my last trip in Disney, and they were eating, I forgot at what part, like the Mexico part, and they came to Disney only to eat at every single country in Epcot and just leave for the day. <laughs> They're like, oh this is God. our fourth restaurant. <laughs> and it was like this massive family, like it was eight people and they would just get like one meal and just split it. So it was almost like they had a mini sampler in every country. I thought it was actually a really smart way to do it, especially if you have a yearly pass. I'm sure it can, I mean, for Disney fanatics, it probably never gets old. For me, a mere Disney just fan, it probably would be much to go, you know, that often and not switch up what you do there. But I think sampling the food like that is a really nice way to do it, which you also could do in Main Street. It just wouldn't be (laughs) a big wide variety of culture, but you have you know, dessert, like the ice cream shop, and then you have hot dogs, and then you could go to Starbucks, and then you could get a haircut. (laughs) (laughs) You never know. So it's nice that they keep kind of that um, repetition of events that you can do. I want to do that now. I want to go to all the, (laughs) maybe all in one trip doing all (laughs) that might be too much, but you know, divide Mm -hmm. by two, three, four, and just, (laughs) just restaurant hop through different yeah. countries. <laughs> they're like, oh, I'm we're glad- heading to Japan next. <laughs> I'm glad you mentioned the fact about um, different dietary restrictions, though, because that I know is something that Disney's been working on, because now it's, you know, I think the kinds of guests that are visiting are much different than the kinds of guests that were visiting when the park opened in the 70s, you know? 
food always changes. And, you know, now we're in a society where a lot of people are vegan, a lot of people are vegetarian. Um, now, gluten-free is a huge, huge thing. And I know that, like, at least for Disney, I don't know about other parks, but Disney always wants to make sure that the guests are happy. And that is a huge part of just the guest experience as a whole. So when you're eating in the parks, you really want to feel like you're eating something safe, which like we said, in a lot of theme parks, that is not the case. It's a lot of junk food, fried food. And what Disney has improved on over the past few years is trying to make it safer for guests so that they feel more comfortable in the parks. And the food, I know in some restaurants has expanded their menu so that they have vegetarian options and they have gluten-free options. The only restaurant I've seen it like super expanded was in Pandora in Animal Kingdom at Satuli Canteen. Their menu is huge because there's not only a general lunch or dinner menu, it is a vegan menu attached to it, a gluten-free menu attached to it, and a dairy-free menu attached to it. So that is, I think, one of the biggest menus for a restaurant. And the little kiosks now, especially in Magic Kingdom, are opening up to it, but it's still not where it should be. Um, that, and I, I think a lot of Fantasyland, because I think that's where a lot of people end up eating. And because it just lines up with that's where you are at that time of day. And a lot of the places over there are still like just serving tater tots or just serving ice cream. And you kind of need more than that. Mm -hmm. So I think Magic Kingdom has a lot of room to expand on that for their menus. Um, Main Street USA is a little hard because it's a lot of bakery foods. And really the only lunch place is kind of like Casey's Corner if you want something fast but if you and you know it is like those sit-down restaurants like Tony's and the Plaza that have more options but I know that food has been a huge discussion for the parks and how they can improve on that so I know there are more things coming in the future and hopefully when everything returns to at least a new normal some menus will be adjusted, especially for health reasons, so. Yeah, I think that goes back into reference with what you said about the guests that are coming now are very different than the guests that were coming 50 years ago, because Main Street perfectly reflects that. I mean, it's hot dogs and ice creams and it's bakeries and it's very traditional ways of eating and traditional ways of, you know, the culture around food. I think the best success that I've had in finding things that I can eat is the buffet style dining because it's very customizable. I have eaten, I'm remembering the places that I have eaten. <laughs> they weren't like super memorable, but they were like safe places I could eat. There is a restaurant, can't remember the name, it's right beside um, Big Thunder Railroad or Big Thunder Mountain. Oh, yeah, whatever. What's the name? Probably Pecos Bills. 
like, it's like um beans and tacos and stuff yeah yeah, yeah. that's yeah. a great place to eat because they had um veggie options and they had gluten-free options and there was just tacos and it's also an awesome place to eat because once you're done you have that beautiful little area where you can see the rides and I just love that whole expanse so I think if they had more like buffet dining kind of spread evenly outside or through the park because I think that's the issue is that they do have places you can eat but it's such a trek especially for like Walt Disney World you don't want to have to walk to a whole nother world just to be able to get something that you can eat yeah I agree <laughs> Is there anything else we want to touch on before we wrap up today? Um, no, I think like really the only stuff left on Main Street is the shops and they're just kind of like, they're classic. You go through them, but I mean, they're your classic gift shops. I'm sure Lauren is obsessed with them, as you said, <laughs> shops. I mean, if you're going to get something at Disney or you want something to memorize your trip from, Great place to go, the Emporium, pretty much any of the shops. They have a lot of the same things throughout them, but they're all kind of unique in their own way with the theming. Also the hat shop. If you guys want a Mickey hat or That's a nice. headband, you can actually go customize your own hat. Um, you can put your own ears on it with different colors or sparkle ears or whatever you want. You can have it embroidered by a cast member. You can put your own patches on. Um, I'm kind of make your own hat. So that's, that's a fun little place to go to also. Um, but let's ask Reagan because I keep forgetting to ask all of our guests. Um, is there anything you would like to plug today? This is your moment to plug your Instagram, your website, your artwork, anything <laughs> you want to look at. This is what you're here for. <laughs> if you would like to see an illustration student's little fibers masterpieces, <laughs> my little doodles, you can follow me at Reagan Strader on Instagram and then my website's just ReaganStrader.com. But yeah, I just do watercolor, gouache, embroidery. Maybe I could work in the hat shop. You never know. <laughs> the fiber skills. But yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you everyone for listening to today's episode, this week's episode actually, of the Enchanted Podcast. And we want to hear what your favorite thing about Main Street USA is. Let us know at the Enchanted Pod on Twitter. And what's your favorite thing to do? Do you like to get a new hat? Do you like to go meet Mickey the Magician? Do you like to play uh, Sorcerers of the Magic Kingdom? Uh, let us know. And thank you guys for listening to this week's episode. We will see you all next week for our next new topic. Thank you everyone for listening. Have a magical day. I'm walking right down the middle of Main Street, USA. It's the heart of America, the heartbeat of a holiday. The place was made with a magical plan, and just around the corner is a fantasy land. I'm walking right down the middle.